8 million people out of work uh, at the same time that you have employers saying that they have all these jobs they can't fill. And, you know, orthodox economics tells us that's impossible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. the labor market, well, uh, in that situation, you know, something's got to give. And I, again, I think was it Heidi Sherholt on a, on a yeah. recent episode who said that whenever they say that they can't fill a job, an employer says we can't fill a job, what they mean is we can't fill a job at this particular wage, at yes. the wage we yes. we want to pay. Yeah. And, and, you know, to be clear, I think that it turns out that it is difficult, costly, and time-consuming to hire people. It just is, under the best it of is. circumstances. And when American companies laid off or fired all those millions and millions of workers in the pand you know, in the worst parts of the pandemic, they should have understood that getting those workers back was gonna take a lot longer than sending out the email saying, you're out of here, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> like it takes one minute to fire somebody and sometimes six months to get somebody to come back to work. Um, there's just a lot of friction in the labor market. You know, it's fine and good to say there are all these jobs available, but then the right workers have to find the right jobs in the right places and it all has to settle out and it just will take time. And so a lot of the complaining is simply uh, a reflection of the time lag and the, and you know, the natural inclination of employers to want to get to bring people back at some exploitive wage and it may not be possible anymore. It it does suggest perhaps that you know we do unemployment wrong, that um, yeah. we should have put more money into preventing people from being laid off, yeah, uh, than to pay them once they're laid off because of those costs of bringing people back onto payroll. Everybody might have been better off from that. We also had we done that, uh, we might not have some of the supply crunch that we have right now. The shortages. Yeah. In certain in certain goods, so I think on the positive side, I and and you're seeing this from the Biden administration as well. There's more emphasis on raising wages, on protecting the rights of workers and the interests of workers. Something we haven't seen a lot of the past forty years. That's right. Um, on the other hand, I still worry about the future politically. I I see the very real possibility of political unrest, political violence, that January 6th insurrection being just a practice for the uh, bigger insurrection from the right that comes as uh, the Trumpist Republican Party realizes that the only way they can hold power in a democracy is to destroy it. So, you know, I think if if we don't improve a lot of lives very quickly, yeah, um, there will be trouble. We, there will be a lot of trouble and we risk undermining the whole thing. I agree. Let's hope we're wrong. Pitchfork Economics is produced by Civic Ventures. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Civic Action and Nick Hanauer. Follow our writing on Medium at Civic Skunkworks and peek behind the podcast scenes on Instagram at Pitchfork Economics. As always, from our team at Civic Ventures, thanks for listening. See you next week.